Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been around the type of leader that has the quote unquote it factor? Let me explain. I'm talking about the kind of leader that you feel their presence in the room. You know, the person that naturally compels everyone to sit up straight and to pay attention when they arrive on the scene. Well, today on the Champion Forum podcast, we are discussing leadership presence. This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Jeff, this could be one of the most mystical topics that we're going to cover here on the Champion Forum podcast. You know, leadership presence, Mm -hmm. we know it when we see it and when we feel it, but... Doing it for ourselves, it can be a little bit of a, it can be a little bit of an issue, you know. Yeah, man, this is, uh, you know, I think you said it well, the it factor. Yeah, you know, this is uh, when we, when you talk leadership presence, it's one of those things that you know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, more importantly, you know it when you feel it. Yeah, but it's really hard to do. Right. It's really, it's even harder to teach. Mm-hmm. And you know, you'll have people come up, uh, or, or better yet. All of us right now, if we were to think about people, leaders in our life, and we think about impact, we've all been in that position where, you know, we're waiting on a leader to arrive or whatever it is, and they just show up in the room and everything changes. Right. You you know, you kind of feel like you have to sit up a little bit straighter, Mm -hmm. like they take up space in the room. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you you know it when you see it, but you can't even put your finger on it. Right. That's leadership presence. Yeah. And it's really, really tough to to teach it. And so I wanted to really spend some time today talking about it because it comes up a lot, especially with aspiring leaders Mm -hmm. um, or newer leaders. Because uh, they see they see that person ahead of them, and they they can't put their finger on what is different about them. Mm-hmm. Now, look, when you talk leadership presence, there's hundreds of things you can talk about. But what I want to talk about today really is four things that I think we can begin to work on, or at least be aware of uh, right away. And having this this leadership X factor, it's going to help. It really helps command an audience. Yes, you know, get that attention. And I don't mean attention in an arrogant way, but attention in a respect way. Mm-hmm. It helps command this audience uh, in the workplace, uh, in your even in your social settings. But it's really tough to pull off. And this leadership presence is tough to define. And so I want to do my best to give you practical things that even if you can't do them right away, you could begin watching for them and others. Yeah. And if you think back to these meetings maybe that you've been in when someone there just seemed to attract and engage, this is what we call leadership presence. Mm-hmm. And, and while it seems like some people just get this and it's natural to them, leadership presence is actually something that they've probably worked very hard to achieve. Yeah. You know, it's like seeing, um, you know, a, a heavy hitter in baseball get up and just smack the ball over the fence. Mm-hmm. They make it look easy. They do. But what we didn't see is all the hours in the batting cage. I like that. And leadership presence is often like that. People that exude great presence, Mm -hmm. make no mistake, they've put some effort into that. And a person with good leadership presence, um, one of the things that stands out above all other leaders, the ones with the greatest presence, one thing that I see is that they don't let people see them sweat. Yeah, They're not flustered when they speak. Mm -hmm. They seem like the person who, even, even in the middle of the night, if there was a crisis, they'd show up looking put together. And having this X factor quality 
it may determine if you're able to command your audience, uh, whether it's in the in the boardroom, the factory floor, a speaking engagement, mm-hmm. or simply walking into a room of people. Uh, leadership presence typically means being very well-rounded. It means being comfortable in your own skin, no matter the setting. And the biggest mistake that I see leaders make that are trying to have this presence is that they overcompensate uh, trying to be outgoing. Mm-hmm. And this is a big one. Now, while some people may be naturally outgoing and what we call the extroverts, this doesn't automatically make you a great leader. Mm-hmm. You know, being the loudest person does not make you a great leader. Being the loudest in the room, talking the most, quite frankly, that will kill your leadership presence. Yes, it will. You can't tell me right now that you would define somebody with great leadership presence as somebody that just talks all the time and is obnoxious. Mm -hmm. No, they don't. Will they get your attention? Yeah, they're going to get your attention. And most likely they have a big title. That's why they're getting your attention. But they don't have great presence. Leaders with great presence don't focus on how much they say. They focus on the impact of what they're going to say. I like that. They know what to say. They know when to say it. Mm -hmm. They know how to be very concise. And this is often a big mistake with aspiring leaders and new leaders that are trying to get this presence. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be obnoxious and loud in the room. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk down to people. They think getting the spotlight on them is presence. Mm -hmm. It's not. Right. There's a way to attract presence. You can also attract a lot of attention by committing a big crime. That doesn't make you a good person. <laughs> Does not. And so you have to put it in balance. I understand that you want to stand out in the room, but dominating the room is not the way to have leadership presence. Exactly. And I have found that it's the combination of several different qualities, some learned, some inherent, that make uh, this leadership executive presence really mm-hmm. come alive. I like that. I like that you... and. It's it's comforting to hear that it is it's natural as well as practical. You know, it doesn't have to be all inherent. So for the people who feel like I don't have that, it's good that I like that. We're going to give you ways today that you can practice this and put it into application. That's great. Yeah. I will tell you this on that note. The leaders that I would tell you that I have defined as having the greatest leadership presence Mm -hmm. were not extroverts. Mm. They they were not. They were not loud. They were very, I would almost call them soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. But when they spoke, it was like E.F. Hutton for those of you uh, yeah. boomers. It carried weight. Man, when they, when they spoke, everybody listened. Yeah. Everybody was at attention. Yep. So don't worry about your personality type. Does it help? Does inherent traits help? Yeah. It also helps in athletics, True. but you can outwork your lack of skill in Absolutely. this area. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's jump right into it. What's the first one? So the first thing I would tell anyone is that leadership presence is more nonverbal than it is verbal. I would agree 100%. And this gets back to my earlier point of you don't have to be the loudest in the room. Yeah. Um, I, I read an article recently from the psycho- psychology department in UCLA. They did a study on this very subject. And they found that we are primarily perceived in three ways, Mm -hmm. primarily. 55% visually, now we're talking body language, Mm -hmm. uh, 38% vocally, now we're talking tone of voice, voice inflection. Yeah. Like this stuff matters when we're carrying presence. And 7%, only 7% was verbal. These are your spoken words. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is a uh, very smart people doing years of data research mm-hmm. in the psychology department of UCLA. 55% visual, 
38% vocal tone of voice and 7% verbal, what we say. Mm-hmm. So it, it begs to, to, to know that your body language matters. Yeah. And so that's the first thing that I want to talk about is body language as it relates to leadership presence. Mm-hmm. Body language sends a very clear message even when people aren't speaking. We have to make sure that our body language is consistent with what we're saying. Don't contradict yourself. Right. I find myself, even whenever we're doing these podcast episodes, that I'm using the body language that I would use if there was a crowd of a thousand people in this studio. Oh, yeah. Because I've learned the importance of that. Not only does it change my demeanor Mm -hmm. and how I think, but it also changes my energy level. It does. And so I use this body language. If you're comfortable with your body in general, Mm -hmm. you have an advantage over those who aren't. You can command the room before you even open your mouth. Yep, I've seen and it. And ha- you have, like how they carry themselves. There was this executive that, that I, I had the privilege of spending time with. His name was Philip. For those of you that know Philip, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but man, this guy, I don't know if I've ever been around anybody with mm-hmm. such swagger. Nice. And I mean, he yeah, he looked the part, but man, just how he carried himself, how... You know how his shoulders were. His mm-hmm. he had a walk about him. Nice, and it was like he had this calm yet very confident mm-hmm. approach to his body language. Mm-hmm. And man, I would just study like how this guy moved about a room and where he would place himself, where he sat, and I would watch all of this stuff come to unfold. Great body language has your audience interpret it as a form of authenticity. Yes. And you can be, you can exude this authenticity with how you carry yourself. And these people are more likely to respond with engagement and trust mm-hmm. as you do that. It really helps send a message before you start speaking. L- listen, in, in your next meeting, if you've never done this, look around and note how everyone is sitting. Just, just check it out. Typically, shy or unconfident people, they're going to close off. Right. They're, they're going to make themselves small by crossing their legs, crossing their arms. Imagine a hunched over leader avoiding looking at you, Lem. Mm-hmm. That's not impressive. No, it isn't. It, it's just not impressive. It, nobody, nobody is feeling that. Right. Matter of fact, this, uh, this Philip that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. whenever he would take the stage, he would walk around the crowd. And if he saw anybody, any of us leaders in the room, with our arms crossed, he would demand them to stand up and give him a hug because <laughs> it forced them to open up their arms. Nice. He would ask him, why are you closed off to me? Do you not, do, are you not feeling what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was his way of coaching them that that's not how we do things. Right. We come with presence. Yeah. People with leadership presence demand more control over the room. It's yeah. just a fact. It is. You gain respect by how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. We should be standing or sitting in, in whatever the case might be, very tall. Right. You know, you'll find, matter of fact, uh, Lem can see me right now. One thing that I've changed in our, uh, when we're doing podcasts is mm-hmm. how I sit on the chair. Nice. I sit on the edge of a chair. Right. Uh, because I found if I sit in the back of a chair, I mm-hmm. slouch. Yes. So when I put myself to the edge of the chair, I find myself to be 
more energetic mm-hmm. and exude a different tone of voice naturally and get excited about what I'm doing. Yes. Find the edge of the chair, sit up tall, look engaged by leaning forward, leaning into your conversation and take up space by putting your arms on the table, not huddling them to your body. Mm-hmm. Also make sure to maintain solid eye contact with the people that you're talking to. Everybody in the room, mm-hmm. keep your eyes moving, make good contact, not creepy, mm-hmm. but good eye contact with people. Uh, which is not only personable, it portrays confidence. Yes, it does. We know that uh, the eyes are the soul, uh, yeah. are, are the gateway to the soul, right? Mm-hmm. Look people in the eye. It says I'm confident. It says I mean what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not hiding anything from you. Right. This is great leadership presence. Make sure you don't go over the line and become Dwight Schrute from the office making his award speech <laughs> when he's you know pounding on the, the thing and flailing his arms. Like, People know when you're faking it. Yes, they do. But be intentional about this. It absolutely matters. Man, I like that you the fifty-five percent right. is nonverbal body language. That's more than half. So it's definitely worth, you know, taking inventory of how we do it because we could be giving off the wrong message or not enough of the right message right off the bat. You, you know, know uh that fifty-five percent, it reminds me of so many great leaders that I've had. And I remember something that a great leader told me one time. He said, Jeff, I need you to make the biggest impact that you can make. And if you have to, Mm -hmm. use words. Nice. (laughs) And I I was like, oh, my gosh. I like that. Like how you carry yourself matters. Yeah. Uh, People are watching you. Yeah. Leader, listen, people are watching you. Mm -hmm. They're studying you. How you carry yourself, what you do, your body language, the grimace, Mm -hmm. the squint of the eye, the sigh, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. Yeah. They are studying you like... Uh, like nobody's business. Yep. Like they're a PI yep. uh, trying to find a, a crime that you did. Yeah. We got to be we gotta be aware of it. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Let's jump to number two. Number two is appearance. This falls really closely in line with that 55%, mm-hmm. you know, that the, the visual piece and so forth. You know, that is very important as well. So I wanted to talk about appearance. Actually, I just got off of a call uh, with one of my clients, and we talked about the interview process and the importance of appearance. Mm-hmm. Along with body language, appearance can greatly determine the way people perceive you. Human beings are visual. Yeah. Uh, look, you don't need to agree with this. It doesn't matter to me. Right or wrong, we make initial judgments based on what we see. Exactly. This is a fact. Yeah. Being well-groomed and dressing the part is critical, mm-hmm. and that's going to vary. But I always love telling the story of landing in South Carolina for basic training mm-hmm. and being picked up on a bus, and they told us to put our head between our legs and close our eyes. We're going on a ride. <laughs> and uh, we ended up uh, at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, of which one of the sergeants that was on the bus said, you're about to meet your maker, privates. You're about to meet your daddy. You know, they're going through this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And we were told to lift our eyes up. And as we started fouling out of that bus, I saw a specimen of a man, Mm -hmm. my new drill sergeant, dressed in his in his dress uniform, Mm -hmm. not in not in his fatigues. Right. He was dressed in his dress uniform. And I mean, this guy looked commanding Mm -hmm. The, the way his face looked. The way that the, the the medals and the awards on his uniform sparkled in the sh- the sun that was shining, 
You, you could see a mirrored reflection in his boots. He stood at attention, welcoming the new privates. And this guy never said a word. But I said, I'm going to tell you something right now. If that guy told me to drop my pants and, <laughs> and go to the bathroom right now in front of everybody, I would do it. It would have happened. He commanded <laughs> nice. respect by how he looked. Yes. You know the funny thing about that too, Lem? I didn't see him in his dress uniform again until graduation. But you already had that impression. But it was intentional. Yep. He wanted to look the part. We were worth it to him yep. to, to create that atmosphere. This appearance thing is big. Look the part and invest in your appearance. The definition of this is going to vary based off of your audience, mm -hmm. culture, all this stuff. I right. get it. Yeah. But whatever that is for you, look good. Mm -hmm. Look the part and be presentable to the audience that you're trying to capture. I like that. The third thing I would tell you is demeanor. Okay. Now, demeanor. How do you teach demeanor? This is a tough one. Your demeanor is often based on how confident you already are. Mm -hmm. Demeanor is tough to fake, really tough to fake. But here's some things. Remaining calm and composed and exhibiting self-control, this, this exudes confidence, and people are attracted to this. So do you find yourself being somebody that gets rattled easily? Mm. When things get the toughest, you start getting emotional? Yeah. Uh, that's not leadership presence. No, it is not. There's a time to cry. It's not in front of your people. Right. You know, you are the leader. Like, you got to own the crisis. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever said of a leader with presence that they were easily rattled. Right. Nobody. Right. Composure is critical in creating leadership presence. Mm -hmm. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Mm -hmm. You're never going to see somebody, even when things are going great, celebrating like everybody else. Right. They have this positive discontent. I'm glad we won, but we could have probably done better. Exactly. And when all hell breaks loose, they're not the ones that are like, run for the hills, find the bunker. No, right. they're the ones that are figuring out a plan on how to improve it. The demeanor of leaders may be displayed in a host of different ways. Uh, we see it come out in charisma, mm -hmm. dignity, mm -hmm. uh, the, the a big personality and this sense of authority. Right. Th this is exuded. This is what we often refer to as how somebody carries themselves. Right. Have you ever heard somebody just say, man, I just kind of like how they carry themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we see this in interviews. Like when we're in hiring managers, you know this. Like you can't put your finger on it, but you're like, I just kind of liked how they carried themselves. Mm -hmm. This is what demeanor is. Yes, it is. Hard to put your finger on it. These, these are the traits that may be improved with getting around leaders that already have this and studying them. Demeanor is one of those things that we talk a lot about, it's caught. Yes. You're yes, not going to read a book on demeanor and become demeanor. No. You got to get around it. Yes, you Get do. around these people that exude great demeanor mm -hmm. and emulate. Right. Emulate. And the fourth one is communication. This is the lowest percentage, 7%. It's still important. It made the ranking. It did. What you say, it does absolutely matter. Right. Don't make the mistake, though, of going all in on verbal communication and ignoring the other ones, which is where the mistake happens. Mm -hmm. But it is important, so I want to talk about it for a moment. After the initial physical assessment that people make on us as leaders, mm -hmm. the words that come out of your mouth are going to be scrutinized to determine whether you're worth listening to. Right. You know, we know, like, whether it's in sales or marketing or whatever, you got about 10 seconds or less to get somebody's attention and gain their credibility. Right. Can you imagine going to open your mouth and you haven't already owned uh, the the visual and the vocal? Mm-hmm. 
you know, the visual piece specifically, if you haven't already owned that and you go to start speaking, you're already trying to push through barriers of exactly. bias. Yeah. So you got to own the body and the appearance first, and then you speak talking. Yep. Having great intellect is great and go get it. But it also helps to speak in a way that makes people want to listen. Yeah. Don't over talk people. Don't talk over somebody's head for the sake of sounding smart. Mm -hmm. True communicators communicate to their audience as a way to help them understand. Right. We have to know this. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Becoming a great storyteller is the best way, in my opinion, to communicate well. Yeah. Storytelling becomes very memorable and it pulls people on the journey. It also brings out the 38%, which is tone of voice and the vocal piece. Right. Think about telling a story to your kids at night mm -hmm. and you're reading, uh, the deer came down over the hill uh, to go eat in the field, whatever. Right. Uh -huh. You're not saying to your two-year-old, and the deer came down over the hill to eat in the field. No. Right. Put them to sleep. It doesn't matter what your personality <laughs> style is. If your two-year-old daughter is in your hands, you're going in mode. Yeah. And the deer came down over the hill. Yay. You're telling a story. <laughs> you are. Because yes. you want to engage. Now, I'm not saying, like, let's tell children's stories to our teams. Right. But here's what I am saying. Great voice inflection mm -hmm. and weave stories into what it is that you're trying to say. Yeah. This draws in emotion. Mm -hmm. It draws in connection. And it helps drive content that is sustainable over the long haul. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to remember your spreadsheet. Correct. Nobody's going to remember the pie chart. Nope. Everybody's going to remember the story. Absolutely. The ability to construct messages in a very clear, convincing, and appealing manner and being articulate with compelling narrative is critical yeah. to this communication style of presence. Take time to think about what you're going to say. Yeah. Don't go into a meeting winging it. I don't care how charismatic you are, mm -hmm. don't wing it. Be right. prepared. If you have time to prepare, do so. Be prepared. I remember going to uh, a big awards dinner, uh, a national award recognition, and there was all of these senior leaders that would come up to the stage and say something about the, the organization, thank us for all of our hard work, all of this. And they all had like these notes on the podium, which is fine. Mm -hmm. They're preparing. But then Jim was his name, came mm -hmm. up. And Jim started speaking. And Jim didn't have notes. And Jim didn't have a teleprompter. And Jim was delivering absolute fire. Nice. Emotion. Mm -hmm. Telling his story. And look, no shade on somebody that uses notes. I often use notes too. Right. But I can tell you this, everybody was talking about the fact of how prepared Jim was. Right. And it got it got everybody's attention mm -hmm. and it left impact. Yeah. Be prepared for when you're going to communicate. It absolutely matters. What will you say that will put you into what I call camp four? Mm -hmm. Y'all have heard me talk about the four camps. I hope it doesn't come up. If it comes up, I'll wing it. If it comes up, I'm ready to talk about it. And camp four, if it doesn't come up, I'm bringing it up. Right. What will you say that's going to put you in camp four? Yep. Additionally, the quality of voice that you use and the ability to make yourself heard is going to make big impact. Mm -hmm. Think of reading to your two-year-old. Right. We do that intentionally. I'm not saying be flamboyant. 
And I'm not saying go overboard in being extra. Right. But I am saying be engaging with your voice inflection. Right. This matters. Act like you're enthusiastic, even if you're not. True. Even the introvert can pull this off. Believe me, they can do it. Uh, This takes practice, but it can absolutely be learned. Uh, Things like power of uh, intentional silence. This is a big one when it relates to voice inflection. Yep. Know when to let things simmer a little bit. Know when to let them bake a little bit. You know, seven seconds seems like an eternity when it comes to silence. But I can tell you the average human brain takes seven seconds to process something. If you're delivering a high impact statement or you're at a part of your storytelling that is very, very high impact or emotional, count to seven very quietly Mm -hmm. and let it sit before you start to speak again. That seemed like forever. It seemed that, <laughs> that wasn't seemed... even seven seconds. <laughs> this really draws out what you're saying. So know the power of intentional silence and when to use voice inflection are all ways that you can improve presence and you can be very intentional. This isn't something you're born with. It's something that you can learn mm-hmm. and it's critical to getting to where you want to go and being that person that exudes this X factor. I like it. I like it. And I totally agree. You know, I remember sitting through a uh, executive presentation at Volvo and thinking to myself, this guy is doing everything that he learned at a seminar somewhere. It wasn't organic. And you could tell that it was very rehearsed, you know, from the way he spoke, the way he held his hands, the way he paced, the way he ended his sentences. But the crazy part was that it worked. (laughs) It didn't matter that it wasn't naturally him what mattered is that it did command presence it commanded presence and i remember that guy till today if i was to see him i would be like yeah you are the vp of volvo north america i remember you you know your demeanor everything that he did even though it was i would say rehearsed and canned even Mm -hmm. it worked yeah it worked it commands that presence and it does start like that often just like with anything else you sound a little robotic you sound a little you know, form, formulated. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. That, over time, the authenticity will come. Right. The genuine will come. Yeah. Uh, but nobody in, in uh, T-ball is hitting home runs either. Very true. Like, you got to start somewhere. The only thing yeah. the coach is worried about in T-ball is mechanics. That's it. How you swing. Yep. Not hitting home runs. You got to start with these things we're talking about today to become intentional. Mm-hmm. You may come off a little rigid, mm-hmm. but the more comfortable you get with it, the more genuine and authentic that you become. I like but if it. you don't start with the mechanics, there's no way you get there. So, I mean, we got to ask ourselves... I want to ask you, listener, how intentional are you in creating leadership presence? Right. If you get nothing else from this episode, take these two things. Get around leaders that exude presence and study them meticulously and practice the the soft skills that we've talked about to exhaustion. The return on investment of this is profound. Yeah. Most people will not invest in this, but if you are listening to this show... Here's what I know. You're not most people. Find a way to get these three big things. 55% visual, 38% vocal, Mm -hmm. 7% verbal. This is how people are defining us as our presence as a leader. Go chase it down. Well, there it is. There you have it, folks. There are the 
four things we can do to increase our leadership presence, which we all want to do. So to recap, body language, appearance, demeanor, and communication, those are the four things. And make sure that you're putting those into practice. Remember, it's not just inherent. These are things that are also practical, which can be added to what you already have, no matter how much or how little you have. So go out there and show that X Factor today. Thank you so much for joining us once again and for letting us be a part of your leadership journey. And hey, before we end, I want to make a brief announcement regarding Jeff's keynote, The State of Readiness. Listen, throughout this entire pandemic, this has been by far the most requested keynote that Jeff does. During this keynote, he takes you through his journey from a childhood of poverty to literally elite leadership in the Fortune 500 space. So using both practical principles and personal insight, you know, storytelling, like he said, Jeff, he will challenge your team. I promise you, he will challenge you and your team to determine if they are in the proper state of readiness. He'll also provide you with disciplines that'll help anyone anyone move from where they are to where they want to be your employees they're going to be challenged and they're going to be challenged to engage their current work and prepare for the future so the state of readiness we want to make sure that you know that this is leadership gold if you're looking to send a spark through your organization and your inspire your team this is the best investment for your training dollar i promise so to learn more and to book jeff go to jeff hancher.com forward slash speaking that's jeffhancher.com forward slash speaking and once more for the emphasis jeffhancher.com forward slash speaking and until next week we love when you join us and we cannot wait to be with you again next week and until then make sure you never forget that you all have been set up to be a champion in this life the champion forum podcast with jeff hancher lead inspire win 